Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you tonight, I hope you do. Uh, turn with me to James chapter number one. Uh, we're going to start there. I'm not going to stay there, but we're going to start there. It's going to be a little different tonight, and I'll explain that in just a minute. But while you're turning, if, you, if you'll do me a favor, this would be a huge favor for me uh, and an encouragement to me. And it lets me know you guys are out there. Uh, if you're watching by way of Facebook or, or one of our, our social media sites, if you will just post, hey, I'm watching and, uh, and where you're watching from. That way that'll, that'll let me know who you are and uh, where you're watching from. And, uh, and I, I, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm glad you're tuning in tonight. And uh, so I, I want to do this. Uh, usually... Uh, our usual uh, method on Wednesday night is just to take a book of the Bible and start uh, in chapter 1 and go verse by verse through the book. And, uh, and we'll catch up with that. We finished last week, we finished Second uh, uh, Timothy, and we're going to go to a new uh, book next week. But tonight, I want to do something a little different. I, I want to, I just with things going on the way they are, uh, and, and things taking place right now, uh, with our community and, and the way COVID is, uh, I want to share with you just a few things from my heart. I, I just took some time today and, and wrote down some things that I'd like to share with you guys. And, and, uh, I just put at the top of the page, things I've learned in a pandemic, things I've learned in a pandemic. And, uh, and things where I have changed and, uh, things that I think differently now than I did in the beginning, uh, how I feel about things. And so if you will, uh, just humor me tonight and, uh, be patient and bear with me. I just want to kind of share my heart with you a little bit tonight, if you will. All right. So let's look in James chapter number one in verse number one. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Now these temptations, this is not temptation to sin, but he's talking about trials. He's talking about difficulties, hardships, problems, issues. He says, count it all joy when you fall into these kind of situations, knowing this, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, the testing of your faith, the putting to test of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your blessings. Thank you so much for the privilege of uh, just spending time with your people Uh, by way of online, by way of video. Uh, Lord, I pray right now that you will just bless them all. I pray that you'll touch them right where they are. I pray that they'll feel your divine presence, Lord, right where they're sitting, no matter where they are. Uh, Lord, some are watching on the road, some are at home, some are uh, at work. And uh, no matter where they're sitting, I pray, God, that they will just make a little sanctuary right there where they are. I pray that your perfect will be done. Protect those, uh, Lord, that are in desperate need of it. I pray that you'll bring healing to those that are sick right now. We have so many people that's sick, and I pray that you'll touch them. I pray that you will be with the family from the funeral today. I pray that you will continue to comfort and, and give them strength and grace, Lord. And I pray that you'll be with the family with the funeral tomorrow. I pray that your perfect will be done there. And Lord, just give us what we stand in need of. Encourage the discouraged. I pray that you'll lift up the fallen. I pray your perfect will be done. 
And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As I said earlier, uh, the title is Things I've Learned in a Pandemic. Uh, I can honestly say that I am a different person today than when all of this started. And uh, there's there's things that I've changed in my mind. There's things that I changed the way I feel uh, uh, to change the way I see certain things. And 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 so I just want to share just a little bit tonight. It's probably not going to be as long as normal. Maybe so. I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll just wait and see. Uh, but I, I, I want you to look first thing. The first thing that I see that, that I have learned and, and have, have experienced and grown in my own personal life uh, when it comes to these things is I've grown in patience. I've learned some patience through all this mess, through all this difficulty and struggle. Uh, I've learned patience. Now, I wrote two or three things down that I have found that I, I'm seeing more patience with uh, in my own life and one of those things is I'm, I see that I have more patience when it comes to change. When it comes to change, uh, I'm going to be the first to tell you and just to be flat out honest with you. I do not like change. I do not like change. I, 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 I like routine. I like things to stay the same. I like to know when something's going to happen, when it's supposed to start, when it's supposed to stop, when it's supposed to be over. Uh, when I go to a restaurant, I, I usually, no matter what the restaurant is or the particular eating place, I have the one thing that I get and that's what I get. I never get anything different. I just get that deal. Uh, I, I'm just kind of a stickler that way and I don't like change. Uh, some people, uh, I've heard it said that, 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 that nobody in the church likes change except for the baby in the nursery and they don't like it too often. And I, I would have to say, I would agree with that, but I have come to learn in all this situation that sometimes life changes. Sometimes things just change, whether we want it to or not, whether we like it or not, uh, we have to learn to, uh, accept things. And, and, and work through change and don't, I, 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 I hate, I'm just going to be honest all night. I, I'm telling you, I had a bad, bad attitude in the very beginning. I had a bad, bad attitude. I was called on it. Uh, one of, one of our staff members in the, in the staff meeting, uh, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, uh, but his initials are Josh Dancil. Uh, he, he, he called it out and, 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 and I'm glad he did. That's why they're in there. Uh, uh, that's why I have them on my team. Uh, we're, we're able to hold each other accountable and iron sharpeneth iron. And, and, uh, and man, I tell you, I seen that. I seen that my, my attitude was very poor when it came to these things. And, and I've noticed, I've noticed that throughout this deal, God has helped me to become more patient with change and not to, not to always, always see it as a negative thing. Sometimes change can be good. And so I've learned through this pandemic to be patient with change. Uh, it's not always bad. Sometimes it's, it's for the good. But I've also learned patience with my circumstances, with my problems, with the issues that, that we have to deal with on a daily basis. You know, in Romans chapter number five, the Bible says in verse three, and not only so, but we glory. Now listen to this. We glory in tribulations also. We glory in tribulations. In other words, we glory in difficulty. In hardship, in hard times, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. 
The tribulations we face will, will develop patience in us. And, and that patience gives us experience. And, and experience, then we end up with hope. God gives us hope through the whole deal. Salvation is no escape from the trials of life. In this world, according to John 16, in this world, ye shall have tribulation. But for the believer, trials work for him. You hear that? Trials work for us. If we see that and we understand that, that will help us accept it. Trials work for us and not against us. Suffering builds Christian character. The word experience in Romans 5, 4 means character that has been proved. Character that has been proved. The sequence is this. Tribulation, patience, which is proven character, and hope. Throughout that, God gives us hope. We see what God can do in the storm. We see what God can do in the difficulty. God answers prayer. God shows up. I can't tell you how many times I've seen God throughout this whole year answer prayer after prayer after prayer, provide, provide, provide. And because of that, I know he can. I know he can. And so I want to read this too. I want to read this about storms. Haruki Murakami said this. And we're talking about our, our difficulties, our tribulations, our struggles, our hardships. It said, and once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure when the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That is what the storm is all about. Listen, throughout all of this, you'll be different. Throughout all the struggles, you'll be stronger. Listen, throughout all of your, your, your trials and all the things you have faced, you have learned things. It's made you a better person, made you a stronger person. If you don't get bitter, you will get better. Amen? Amen. Listen, I've grown in patience when it comes to change. I've grown in patience when it comes to my circumstances. And that, trust me, I'm not saying I'm there. I've got a long way to go and he's still working on me. There's still things I don't like. There's still issues that frustrate me. But I know that God's worked on me and God's, God's made me a better person this year. But my patience has developed with change. My patience has developed with circumstances. And put on your seatbelts. My patience has, has, has developed also with my critics. With critics. I've learned, I've learned this year and, and obviously with social media that everybody's got something to say. Everybody's got something to say. And it doesn't really matter what decision you make. Somebody's going to have something to say about it. If you make the decision to turn right, somebody's going to say you should have turned left. If you make the decision to turn left, somebody's going to say you should have turned right. And I've just learned that that's just part of the territory. And I, I, I used to get really bugged out, really bad. And, and I really hate to say this because I know the devil's going to really bust me with this one and, and, and try to try to trip me up. But we've got to learn that people talk and just let them talk. Uh, if you have people that are, 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 are saying things and, 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 and running their mouth, doing whatever, just let them talk. It doesn't matter what they say. 
The only thing that matters is what God thinks about you. The only person you have to please, the only person that you have to put a smile on their face is the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to make a choice. You have to make a decision in your own life and for the steps that you take. And you cannot, you cannot lead by criticism. You cannot lead by which way the wind's blowing. You have to get along with God. You have to decide what you know in your heart that God is leading you to do and let people talk. Let people do whatever they want. Let them type whatever they want to type out. You're going to stand before God one day, not them. So listen, be patient with your critics. Everybody don't know what you know. Everybody hasn't been through what you've been through. It never ceases to amaze me how many people want to try to tell someone else how to do whatever they've never done before. But listen, just let them talk. Just let them talk. Just do what you're supposed to do. Do what you know God has told you to do. Follow the will of God for your life and just be patient with your critics. Let God take care of them. All right. So number one, number one, one of the, one of the most important things that I've learned in the pandemic is this patience. Just be patient. When you, when you, when you're quarantined and you can't go nowhere and you can't do anything, uh, that's not, that wasn't easy for me because I'm just, that's just not me. I, I don't like sitting still. I, I, I want to be going, doing something here or there, but sometimes God will put you in a place where you have to sit and you have to wait and you have to, what, what does the Bible say? Be still, be still. Sometimes we're so busy. Sometimes we're going to and fro. We're going so fast that God has to slow us down. He has to take away those things that's interfering with our relationship with him. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes it's sports. Sometimes it's, it's all kind of different things that, that, that we have crowded in our life. And God has to put a stop to the non-essentials. So you will see that slow down, slow down, be still. And know that he is God. So, number one, I've learned some patience. i got a long ways to go. I've got a long ways to go. We used to sing a song when I was growing up as a kid. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. And I, I, I know that. But I do know this, that I'm a different person now than when we started. Number two, number two. I have learned not only the importance of patience, but the importance of adaptability adaptability. You say, preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Uh, I, I went in my, my sister's house uh, a while back and I, and, I, and I walked into the kitchen and on the wall in the kitchen, there was a sign that said this. <laughs> and, and, and just let me finish before you, uh, uh, you say, well, I've, I've seen signs like that before. It said, so, so it's not home sweet home. And then below it, it said, adjust. So it's not home sweet home, adjust. In other words, it might not be what you want it to be, but just adjust to it. Uh, I have learned that sometimes you got to learn to adjust. You got to learn to do what you have to do. Things are not always going to be the way you want it to be. Things are not always going to be how you want it to be. And sometimes you got to do what you have to do. I, I, I was told this uh, early on in my life. Sometimes you got to do what you have to do till you can do what you want to do. 
And, and this is one thing I have seen with our team here at Temple. Uh, and you should be very, very proud of the team that God has put together to lead this church. Uh, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me when we have to do something, when all of a sudden we, we, we realize we've got to make adjustments and we've got to make changes. Man, they fly into action and, and, and start doing the changes that need to be made, start setting up cameras and doing all these other things. And, and we have learned that sometimes you just got to adapt. You got to adjust. Now you say, what do you got any scripture for that? How about this? First Corinthians nine nineteen. He said, Paul said this for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more for under the Jews. I become as a Jew that I might gain the Jews to them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Paul said, I've learned to adjust. I've learned to adjust. Now, let me take out two two different phrases out of these verses so you can focus on. The first one is in verse 19. For though I be free from all men, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all. You know what he's basically saying right there? I don't have to do this. I'm not, I'm not obligated to do this. I don't have to adjust, but I've made myself servant of all. In other words, I am not obligated to do this. I have made myself do this. I have submitted and surrendered to do this. Why? Why? Look at the last. Look at the last. Verse 23. And this I do for the gospel's sake. This I do for the gospel's sake. Preacher, why are you adapting? Why are you changing things and and, and doing what you have to do for the gospel's sake? Listen, this is the main purpose. This is the main reason. If we can't go this way, we're going to go that way. If we can't go that way, we're going to go that way. We're going to do whatever we have to do to get it done. You got to learn to adapt. Sometimes you just got to learn to change. Philippians chapter number four. This is what he said. Paul said, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. What a big word. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. He says, I know how to adjust from one to the other. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. You know how he, you know how he learned to, to, to make it even when he's hungry? He had to be hungry. You know how he, he adjusted to having abundance? He had abundance. He went from one state to the other. But he learned no matter what, no matter what he had to do, no matter whether he was able to sit in a congregation or whether he had to watch it online, he was content in Christ. He said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, I promise you. I promise you with everything that's in me right now, I would rather have this building, this building slammed full of people, wall to wall, front to back, every seat 
filled in this thing. I would rather be preaching the faces that I can see. But listen, we adjust. We do what we have to do. Whether it's everybody in here or I know you're watching out there. We're doing it for the gospel's sake. And and I'm telling you. In the beginning, it was frustrating. In the beginning, I was like, I cannot do this. But then this verse says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now listen, some of you guys are going to face changes. Because of this pandemic, some of you are going to face changes economically. Some of you are going to face changes maybe in the workplace. Some of you are going to face changes in your life. Some of you already have faced changes because you've lost some loved ones or you have loved ones that are desperately sick and ill right now. But I promise you this, we can make it. We can do it. We can take it one day at a time, one step at a time. With Christ, all things are possible. We're going to adapt. We're going to adjust. What if things change again? We're going to adapt. What if, what if they say this? We're going to adapt. What if they say we can't do this or we have to do this? We're going to adapt. We're going to adjust. We're going to do all things for the gospel's sake. We can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Amen. Amen. I hope you're saying amen at home. Say amen, church. Say it right where you're at. Number three. <clears throat> Number three. How's my time? We're good, ain't we? All right, 39 minutes. We got plenty of time. Number three, first thing we've learned, first thing we've learned is the importance of patience. The second thing we've learned is the, the importance of adaptability. Learn to adapt, learn to change, adjust. So it's not just like we want it, adjust. So it's not like we would have it, adjust. It's not turned out to be, listen, The holidays may be a little different than normal. Adjust. Adjust. Everything's going to be all right. Number three. I've learned the importance of personal time with God. I've learned the importance of personal time with God. Now hear me out when I I say this. And please don't think I'm saying something that I'm not saying. Uh... I'm afraid, I'm afraid that there are some people that are addicted to the, or in love with the concept of church. And the extent of their relationship with God is whatever takes place in this building. In other words, the only spirituality you get, the only uh, spiritual feeding or presence of God you feel is what happens on Sunday. Because you never take your Bible home. You never open it up at home. You never pray when you get at home. Uh, listen, I have learned through this whole deal that sometimes things change. Sometimes we can't have church like normal. Sometimes we can't gather together in a big crowd. And man, I've learned how important, how desperately important it is for you to have a quiet time with God, for you to have a personal time with God. The Bible says in Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Who's going to do that? The one that dwelleth in the secret place. 
Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now watch this now. In that law doth he meditate day and night. Watch what's going to happen in his life. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. John 15, John 15, 4. Abide in me, abide in me, dwell with me, spend time with me, hang out with me, have intimate life and and fellowship with me, Jesus is saying. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches." He that abideth in me, I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Listen, if all of the religion you ever get is on Sunday morning, then you're, 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 you're anemic. You're malnourished. You need to take your Bible home and feed on it daily. Feed on it regularly. Listen, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I encourage you in these times, learn to have a quiet time. Learn to do a devotion. Learn, watch this now. I know this is going to be a a novel concept. Learn to feed yourself. Look real good at what I'm saying. Listen real good at what I'm saying. Learn to feed yourself. Some of you are so spoiled rotten. You come in here and I hand spoon feed you and, and, and you come and that's all you get. But listen, that's not enough. You got to learn to take the Bible and read it for yourself. Let God speak to you through his word. It's simple. It's simple. Get you a, get you a dictionary. If you have to struggle with words and and phrases, get you a dictionary. I promise you, you can do it. If you will spend time with it. If you will take the simple Bible study method that we are using now with life recovery, with our micro churches, the discovery Bible method. And if you don't know anything about it, if you will call the church office, we'll get you all the information you need. I promise you the Bible will come alive. It will open up to you like never before. So please, please. Learn to feed yourself. Take God's word and feed yourself with it. I've learned how important a personal time with God is. I've learned the importance of patience. I've learned the importance of adaptability. Listen, number four, number four. I've learned to have more consideration for others. I've learned to have more consideration for others. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number two, verse number two, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Watch this now. Watch this. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things. But every man also on the things of others. Now, let me, let me help you understand this. This doesn't mean that I'm supposed to mind everybody else's business. What this means is I cannot go through life self-centered. 
I can't go through life only thinking of myself, only thinking of what I want, of what I prefer or what I like or what I don't like. We have to think of others. We have to think of the people around us. Romans 15, one says this. We then that are strong, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus. That ye, watch this now, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I told you, I told you, I admitted this in the very beginning of this little lesson. I had a bad attitude. I had a bad attitude. Uh, I didn't like being told what to do by the governor. Uh, I didn't like being told what just, I guess that's a natural thing. Most people don't. Um, and I would, I would, I would let it manifest and I would, I would share, uh, my feelings and share my thoughts and tell them just what I thought about it. And, and most of the time, most of the time in a staff meeting or with the people that I'm most comfortable with or hang out with and, I learned, I learned that I was bringing people down. I was, I was, I was not edifying. I was not encouraging. I was not lifting up. I was bringing people down. And I, 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 I noticed that there were so many times that I used the word I. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. I think we need to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'll never do. And so many times I was focused on me. I was focused on what I prefer. I was focused on what I liked. I was focused on what I thought about something. I was focused on myself, myself. But you know, that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And, and this is what I've learned. That this pandemic is really... It's kind of like a funeral. It had the ability to bring out the best or worst in people. And I see people fussing and fighting and disagreeing uh, on social media. And, I, and I, I'm not talking about lost people out in the world. I'm talking about church family, one with another, one that sits on this side of the building, fussing with one that sits on this side of the building. And, and well, I think this, well, I think that, or I, I don't think we should do this, or I don't think we should do... And never once stopping, never once stopping to try to see it from another person's viewpoint. I'm, I'm quick to say what I think. I'm quick to say how I feel about something. And most of the time, my, my argument style is I'm waiting for you to be quiet so I can let you know how it really is. And, and I can explain it to you why you're wrong. Instead of listening to, to determine how, how you really feel or, or, or how you've come to the conclusion that you've come to, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting on you to finish your conversation so I can. And you know, that, that, that's got to end. 
That's got to stop. We have to have consideration for others. Uh, we need to consider other people in what they've lost. We, we need to consider other people on how they are dealing with it. We need to consider other people on, you know, on their health issues. Uh, but just, just thinking about others first. The, 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 the word we use is joy. Jesus, others, and then you. You know, the disciples, they had issues with this. They had issues with this. They were so self-centered. And, and I, I mean, to the point that they were, they were wanting to sit on, on, on one hand on one side and one on the other. Uh, they were asking who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Uh, they totally had issues. And, and this led all the way up into the night that Jesus, that Jesus was arrested and crucified. And, uh, in, in, in a last ditch effort to try to get their attention and, 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 and really teach them something, uh, Jesus in the upper room, when he had the last supper with them, the Bible teaches us that he got down and he began to wash their feet. He took out, took off his outer garment and he got a rag and a towel and he began to wash their feet. He was doing the job of a slave and they didn't understand this. They were confused about this. And Jesus was teaching them. Listen, he said, do you see what I've done? How I humbled myself, how I served my fellow man, how I didn't expect you to do it for me. I did it for you. I thought of you first. He said, do you see what I've done? And then watch this now. He said, happy are ye if ye do this. You know what he said? That you're going to find true joy and true happiness when you learn to put others before yourself. When you learn to consider others in your life first, think how they feel first. Think what they're going through first. Try to, try to put yourself on the, on the back burner and put someone else first and do it as Christ did. And I promise you things will change. Things will change how you feel about it. Things will change how you see things. But this pandemic has really taught me to be more considerate of others. The way others see things, the way others feel about things. And lastly, and this is probably, this is probably the most important. I've, I've changed and I've grown in patience through this pandemic. I've grown and I've seen the importance of adaptability. I've, I've, I've learned the importance of a personal time with God and a quiet time with God. I've learned to be more considerate when it comes to others and the way others see things. Uh, I don't know if you recognize this or not, but this country is more divided than it's ever been. It's divided in its politics. It's divided in its, in its culture. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that that division has really crept into the house of God. And, and it's divided and it can't be that way. We have to be together. Why? Because what the verse says in verse 6 of Romans that we may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. If, we're, if we don't have unity, we can't bring glory to God. If we're fussing and fighting, if we're, if we're, if we're having to have our own way, we'll never bring glory to God. This world will never see 
that Jesus is love in us. Uh, the Bible says we're to let this world see our good works that they may glorify our father, which is in heaven. That will never happen till we learn to put each other first. All right. Number five. Lastly, I see the importance of time. Time. How much time is wasted on trivial things? How much time is wasted because we don't we don't set our priorities? Ephesians chapter number five, verse 15 says this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, as wise. Watch what he says when he said be wise. Watch what he said to be wise with redeeming the time. Say that with me. Redeeming the time, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, the word redeeming means to buy up or to rescue from loss. Lost time. He's saying, be careful that you don't lose time. Now, now let's put that, let's put that command with what we learn in James chapter four, verse 14. He said, be wise in Ephesians chapter five, be wise and rescue the time from loss. Don't lose valuable, precious time because of this James four fourteen. whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. Ye know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Preacher, why is it so important to be, be careful with your time and prioritize your time? Because we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? No, you know not what shall be on the morrow. I know of three different funerals this week already that I'm, I'm quite sure they had, they had every intention every intention on plans for next week and next month and next year. Uh, someone my age passing into eternity. No, no, listen, things happen in life that we cannot predict. Life is so unpredictable. I just saw just a couple of days ago, a young lady, a, a very, very young lady that, that went out into eternity right here on 157 in a car accident. I saw another, a, 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 a gentleman in a wreck out at Jones Chapel. Listen, make good use of your time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste the time with your family. Don't waste the time that you have that God has given you. It is a gift that's used every day. I, I was told this illustration one time and I, I've never forgot it. Your life is like a, 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 a train. It's like a train and, and it's got the boxcars on this train. And every single day that you have represents a different boxcar. And the, what you do on every particular day is you're investing in that boxcar. What you do for Christ, what you do with your family, you're putting things and you're putting memories and you're putting, uh, 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 laying your treasure up into heaven in that boxcar. And the next day, the boxcar moves forward. And you have another boxcar. And you know what? You say, well, that's great. Listen, how many boxcars are empty because we've wasted time? How many things do we wish we could have gone back and did over? And, and we wish we'd have spent time here. And, and we wish we'd have just spent a little more time here. But the boxcar's gone. 
You have a new day. What are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What, what have you put off? What, what person have you been planning to witness to, to share your story with? What person who needs the gospel story who may not be here tomorrow? Listen, life's unpredictable. You may not be here tomorrow. Why do we need to see time as precious? If anything, this pandemic has showed us and has taught us that, that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Life is unpredictable. Not only is it unpredictable, but look what it says in verse 14. What is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Life is not only unpredictable, but life, life is very, very brief. Life is very, very brief. I stood in the funeral home today. I stood in the funeral home today. And I watched a screen with pictures on a collage. And this video was showing all the different memories. And you know that, that, that screen was showing life. It was showing life as it happened. It was showing birthday parties. It was showing uh, vacations. It was showing special events. And it was showing... Just, just regular time at home. And, 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 and there were pictures of the person younger. And there was pictures as they got older. And on through life. And you know, in just a, a few moments, it was over. And you know, I, I, I imagine as I, I listen to some of the folks share their memories. And one said, we went to school together. It just seems like yesterday we were in school together. Time is flying. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. I want you to know we need to redeem our time. We need to rescue it from loss. If there's somebody that you were going to tell that you care about them, that you love them, tell them now. If there were some things that you had planned to do, quit procrastinating. Redeem the time. Do what you're going to do before you can't do it anymore. There was one thing that was very evident in the Lord Jesus' life. Over and over, you would, you would hear him say how important it was for him to be about the Father's business. He needs to work while it is day because the night cometh when no man can work. When they came and, 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 and found him in the temple when he was a, a, a young boy and he was confounding the wise in the temple, they came and they took him and said, what are you doing? And Jesus said, wish you not that I must be about my father's business. And if you look that phrase up, it means I must get an early start. Jesus understood the gravity of the situation. He understood the importance of, listen, doing everything you could in the time that you had. The night cometh when no man can work. The night cometh. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, whatever thy hand findeth to do, whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no power, there is no work in the grave where we go. In other words, if you're going to do it, do it with all you got. 
Do it the best you can. Do it with all that you have. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing with everything you have. Redeem the time. In this pandemic, I've seen and I've learned the importance of time. We can't get it back. We can't get it back. Let's redeem the time. I've learned the importance. Let's, let's, let's review these and then we'll pray. I've learned the importance of patience and grown in patience. Listen, let, let, let things do what they need to do. God is not going to allow you to go through things without a purpose of building you. So let patience have her perfect work. I've learned the importance of adaptability. Life changes. It just does. Things change. Jobs change. People change. Listen, learn to accept and adjust and do what you have to do. I've learned the importance of personal time with God. Listen, you need a quiet time. You need devotional time. You need more than what you get on Sunday morning. I hope you have a Bible at home if you don't get one. Learn to read it. Learn to listen to it. You can, you can put it on your phone. Uh, you can listen to it on a CD. Listen, get God's word in your heart. I've learned to be more considerate of others. I've learned to think about others before I think about myself. And I've sure learned the importance of time. Listen, please, please. Spend some time with your family. Spend some time with your Lord, your Savior. Listen, we're going to make it through all this. We're going to do whatever we have to do. We're going to adjust to whatever we need to adjust to. And one day, one day, he's coming again. And we're not going to have to worry about any of this stuff. The Lord will return. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, be with them in the clouds. So keep your chin up. Everything's going to be all right. One day at a time, we're going to make it. We're going to play this thing by ear. Uh, we'll keep in contact with you guys and let you know what we're going to be doing and what we need to be doing. Let's pray for our, our leaders. Let's pray. Please, please help me pray. Let's pray for our hospitals. Let's pray for our nurses, our doctors. Uh, uh, they are stressed to the max. Uh, and and, and I, I, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Please uh, join me in praying for them, praying that God will supernaturally touch them and encourage them. And, uh, and all you guys at Fairview, it was so great to see you this past Sunday. And uh, I hope you're tuning in tonight. And, and uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to be able to uh, have worship Sunday through, through our online uh, process. So you tune in with us again uh, out there and, uh, and hope to see everybody this coming Sunday. Uh, be praying for me, pray for your staff, and uh, pray for each other. And, and we will make it through this. Let me dismiss in prayer. All right? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to minister and to uh, just share some of my heart tonight. And share, Lord, some things that you have showed me. And I pray that you'll bless everyone that's watching. I pray that you'll encourage them. I pray that you will touch and help them. And I pray that your perfect will be done. And God will thank you and praise you and give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody.